16 minutes it is uh, before 9 p.m. You tuned in to Metro FM Talk here on the Mighty Metro. Under the microscope this evening, uh, you would have heard that last clip that we played there for you from my, my colleague Nosipo Mnube. Well, we're holding our sights on uh, what are being called the asbestos arrests. Now, the Hawks uh, arresting several people today, including prominent businessman Edwin Sodi. In uh, the uh, case around uh, the Free State uh, Department of Human Settlements, uh, putting together an asbestos audit in the province and uh, related to that, of course, a uh, low-income housing project. Now, up to seven people were picked up in three different provinces and uh, are expected to make appearances in the Bloemfontein High Court on Friday for charges related to fraud and corruption as well as the contravention of the PFMA, the Public Finance Management Act. Now, the arrest came after uh, Saudi, a director in one of the companies, appeared before the Commission of Inquiry into State Capture where he was questioned about payments made to civil servants and to prominent politicians in the African National Congress. Now, my uh, colleague at uh, the uh, public broadcaster, SABC political reporter, Busi Chimombe, joins me maybe to uh, unpack some of the background behind uh, the sequence of events uh, that have led to these arrests. And uh, for some of us who might not be familiar with uh, this project in the, in the Free State, also to uh, maybe unpack some of the details of that. Busi, good evening to you and welcome to Metro FM Talk. Yes, good afternoon, Ibonga. Busi, maybe start us off here, I guess, for some of us who might not be familiar with the background of the story. What happened with this asbestos project? We also know there were some houses that were supposed to be built in the Free State as well, where they weren't built and there's still, in some cases, uh, you know, a foundation that are just chilling there. What was the story, um, I guess, that led to the sequence of events that saw people uh, being handcuffed in the fashion that we saw on many TV reports earlier on today? Okay, Ayabonga, what I think is very important is that uh, we must uh, distinguish between these two projects. Uh, the mm. project that we're talking about is the asbestos project that was uh, initiated in 2014. The housing project, uh, in terms of uh, uh, houses not being built properly, actually happened uh, five years earlier in uh, 2000, uh, 2010. Now, the arrests mm. that happened today uh, are surely uh, in terms of this asbestos project that happened in 2014 since uh, Edwin Saudi was not part of the housing pro- project that had happened before. But briefly, what happened sure, is that in sure. 2014... Yes. But briefly, what happened in 2014 is that uh, um, Edwin Saudi and his... Uh, and was, since he was approached by a businessman from the Free State called uh, Ignatius Pambani, and he basically said to him, listen, I understand that you have been part of uh, the assessment of... Um, asbestos and low-cost housing in, 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 in Gauteng that took place in 2013. Now, I understand that uh, in the free state, they probably will need something like that. So let us go, uh, make a proposal to the Human Settlements Department in the free state, uh, and uh, actually get uh, something, like that, something like that going. The only problem with that, and also they, they, they went ahead and made the proposal, so it was unsolicited by the, by, uh, the department. Uh, the only problem at that point in time is that in terms of the 2014-2015 business plan, there was no uh, there was no money to actually accommodate this uh, this sort of project. This project hadn't been conceived, so it really was a part of the 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 the, the, the um, a, a, a lot of the details around this is about how officials went to great lengths to ensure that uh, this uh, unsolicited project actually uh, got onto the business plan, got onto the budget for the year, and uh, actually took place. Uh, so what happened is that uh, they conceived of the fact that uh, in terms of the contract that was happening in, uh, in Gauteng, 
they would be able to transfer that, and that is allowed in terms of mm. um, uh, national treasury regulations. So, like those transversal contracts, yeah, yeah. Exactly, be able to transfer it. But one of the one of the key things about uh, transferring a contract is that you have to transfer it under exactly the same terms. And in mm. this case, that did not happen. So, for instance, instead of using one company as was used in Gauteng, a joint venture. Uh, was uh, established between Blackhead Consulting, Edwin Sodi's company, and Diamond Hill Pambali's company. So that in itself was, an irregu- was irregular. Secondly, the unit price in terms of the house, how, uh, how much they were going to charge for houses to be built, in Gauteng it had been 650. It was escalated to 850 per unit uh, in the free state. Uh, and, and lastly, um, when, when push came to shove, it became clear that this very contract that they were using as a basis for this transference uh, had actually expired in Gauteng. So from the very beginning, very irregular uh, from that perspective. Mm-hmm. Busi, I want us yeah. to pause here for a second. We're going to take a quick spot break. When we come back, uh, I want you to also, I guess, chart for us the sequence of events that led... Uh, to some of the Hollywood-style raids that we saw today. And uh, I guess I'm, uh, I'm probably being a bit harsh and uh, maybe tongue-in-cheek when I say that. But uh, it certainly did have the makings uh, of, uh, you know, the kind of uh, arrests that many people have been calling for. And uh, we'll take a look at, at, I guess, you know, how that links to the revelations that were made before the commission. And, uh, of course, uh, a long-standing investigation into this particular matter by the SIU and the Hawks as well. We'll continue on the other side of this. Seven minutes it is before 9 p.m. We're under the microscope this evening and uh, we're taking a look at uh, the arrests uh, that occurred earlier on where the Hawks arresting several people linked uh, to the Free State uh, Department of Human Settlements uh, uh, asbestos audit in that province. And uh, I'm joined by Busi Chimombe, SABC political reporter, uh, to talk to some of uh, the issues, of course, that that uh, brings up. Now, uh, Busi, many people, I guess, are drawing a connection here between some of the revelations we've seen from the HOD uh, in the Department of Human Settlements in the Free State and Mr. Sodi himself uh, uh, and uh, some of the uh, revelations before the Zondo Commission of Inquiry. But uh, I guess what that also overlooks is that uh, this is a case that's been before the Hawks and the SIU for a considerably long period of time. They've certainly been looking at this particular matter for a long time, even before some of the revelations we saw in the Zondo Commission. It, is, it appears so. It, it appears uh, that there, there has been an investigation by the Hawks and the SIU for at least four years. But uh, even prior to that, in 2015, uh, the Auditor General came out with a report basically uh, saying, uh, pointing out a lot of the supply management uh, rules that had been flouted, as well as uh, the fact that of the, uh, a lot of the irregularities that came out. That was in 2015. Uh, even prior to that, the, the DA in the Free State had actually taken an urgent, had, had made an urgent interdict to the court there to basically stop uh, payments to Blackhead Consulting and Diamond Hill for this uh, asbestos project, because as far as they were concerned, it, it was irregular, and on a technicality, uh, that, that case was dismissed. And, and, and now we know that in May of this year, the public protector actually did an extensive um, uh, investigation into this very case and uh, basically came to a lot of the conclusions that the Auditor General uh, had come to and specifically pointed a finger at Timokhes, who was the head of department at that point in time, mm. and basically said he had failed in his duties as, as an accounting officer to protect the public purse. 
Mm-hmm. And, and, and when you look at, I guess, the, the sequence of events that uh, have given rise to the arrests that we saw today, um, I mean, what, what do they tell you about, I guess, the sort of, um, I don't know how to put this, but, um, you know, the, the kind of will within the SIU, within the NPA and even within the Hawks to deal with some of the revelations, not just those that have come through from the Zondo Commission, but some of those that potentially have been in the system for a very long time and uh, uh, for all manner of uh, uh, reasons of political interference or other reasons have probably not been brought before the courts. Well, I think one of the things is that um, Shimela Batoy, who's the new um, um, public prote- uh, director of public pro- uh, prosecutions at this point in time, she hasn't been mm. in the job for very long. And uh, um, Hermione Cornier, as well, who's supposed to be uh, doing a lot of these investigations, uh, and they had asked for some patience in terms of this. And maybe this is the result of the fact that we're actually seeing uh, a lot of these uh, organizations that have been uh, uh, hollowed out as as, as as we can say, actually uh, having the capacity to actually do some of these things. But just uh, judging from Mr. Um, Bukhefi's um, um, uh, demeanor in the last two weeks when, he, uh, when he's been testifying at the State Capital Commission, uh, he came there with his lawyer, Dalim Bofu, and uh, was very, very careful uh, in terms of, first of all, he didn't want to, he wanted a postponement to his testimony. And this is because he basically said that he doesn't want to self-incriminate, and uh, it, it was quite clear that uh, he he was uh, he was quite clear that he was quite close to staring down the barrel of uh, of, of of the hawks any time now. Uh, so um, for him, for instance, I don't think it would be a surprise uh, that this happened. Mm. It was not a case of if; it was always going to be about when. And I guess, you know, many people are asking themselves, as the dominoes start to fall, um, there's a lot of people, even in what has been said in the Zondo Commission, who have been implicated, uh, in some cases, very high-ranking political figures, both in our government and also, I guess, inside of the ANC. Um, are, are we anticipating that, I guess, you know, the uh, some of their heads are also going to be the, on the block and that the scrutiny will go beyond just maybe some of the uh, people that have benefited from this tender, or even some of the functionaries that have signed it off? Well, the difficulty is at this point in time, uh, I, I am not, uh, I am not, uh, I cannot verify who exactly has been uh, arrested in terms of the arrest that took place today. But what we mm. can expect is that uh, the public protector in her report recommended uh, that the director for supply chain management in the free state, definitely, uh, and the CFO at the time, definitely need to be probed in terms of what their role was in terms of uh, this particular situation. And of course, you, we, we, we do know that uh, about uh, the money that were actually paid by Edwin Sordi to, to, to various officials. So for instance, uh, we know that um, uh, Tim Mohesi, the head of department, who is currently the, the, the head of department, actually uh, talked about the 650000 uh, that uh, he went into a property investment. This is how he characterizes it, into a property investment risk. But basically what happened is that Adrian Sodi uh, basically gave him 650000 rand for a house he currently lives in, in Bloemfontein at the moment, and uh, uh, denying uh, categorically that this had nothing to do with the asbestos project. It was just a, a business investment because... Uh, as far as he's concerned, Edwin Sodi was a very savvy uh, businessman and who was in, into a lot of property, and uh, he felt he might be the person to go into it with. And you will remember 
there were revelations about a 600,000 rand that was paid to a car dealership in Umklanga uh, in KwaZulu-Natal for a uh, Range Rover for uh, the former Director General of um, Human Settlements, Tabani Zulu. And Tabani Zulu said, no, this was money that uh, actually was owed to him and was owed to him for liquor that Saudi mm. apparently had bought from his tavern. The question that was asked at that point is, then why don't you just get the money straight from him and he just does the transfer? Why, does why he do you get it as a Range Rover? Yes, and why does he have to pay it via a different entity, almost as if the money is being hidden and it is and, and is being laundered? And I suppose these are some of the these are some of the things that we can expect to be coming through in this mm. court case, especially in terms of uh, those particular um, those two particular uh, officials. Uh, in terms of uh, you know, kind of the high profile um, uh, 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 politicians, uh, there, there there was an allegation. Uh, uh, by um, the MEC for, for the Free State, um, Policy Dukwana, in his testimony uh, mm. uh, last year, uh, basically saying that uh, he was pointing a finger at um, the former Premier Isma Khashule and basically saying uh, that uh, he used a lot of this money from this asbestos project to play Father Christmas to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. To play mm-hmm. Father Christmas mm-hmm. to a lot of people, uh, but in her testimony, uh, because there were some emails where uh, his PA, the, 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 the premier's PA, had sent uh, some emails to Saudi uh, asking for certain amounts of money. But yeah, in her testimony, yeah. the PA basically came through and said, "Well, the truth of the matter is that uh, Pambani had basically and Saudi had uh, uh, promised." Um, uh, laptops and money for accommodation mm. to poor students and students in, in Cuba. So that was the money that they were actually following uh, up on. So just sure. in case, just in terms of who is likely to take, um, uh, you know, for, uh, how how this is going to play, it is very difficult to tell at this point. Mm. Busi, we'll have to leave it there. Unfortunately, we have run out of time, but uh, thank you very much for taking time out to speak to us and certainly a moving target and uh, we'll have to watch uh, this developing uh, story rather closely. Thank you very much for your time. That there was Busi Chimombe, SABC political reporter, speaking to us this evening. And uh, Tad, after 9pm, uh, a little late, but uh, we'll have to leave it there. The man with the music is with you from 9 to midnight. Have yourself a great evening. Take strength, my Africa. Ukiwa gombona kutubelana. Nangoku sisaibanga. Leiko.